0: Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show, hour number three. As we continue on, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, chime in, you feel free. Go ahead and do so. Go ahead and do so. Good time uh, out in Vegas. Good to be back home. Uh, glad we're back home. But uh, man, it was it was a lot of fun. It, it really was. Um, uh, Grant, what was uh, I guess your your takeaway from your first overall radio row and/or Super Bowl week experience? Dude, it's it's wild. it's awesome. And it's super
1: cool to see all the famous people and all the figures in sports. But by the end of the week, it's like, I just want to sit in a quiet room. Like, this is this is my radio experience, what we're doing right now. I'm in a quiet studio. I'm all by myself. Mm-hmm. I got all my buttons and all the things that I need. And when you're out there for a week, it's it's a little bit of chaos in a good way. Uh, but yeah. by the end of the week, you're just like,
0: I'm tired. Yeah. It's uh, controlled chaos, that might be the best way to put it. It is, you you go out there with a predetermined list, and we all know that they send us these names and say, hey, we're going to get these guys on. And then the list changes. Either the guy doesn't or girl doesn't want to show up. They only want to do certain interviews. Some they do, some they don't, or they're a day early. Their flight came in, they want to get it over with. I mean, things just are so incredibly fluid. So incredibly fluid. And uh, we were you know, talking about getting Bubba Watson, and Bubba Watson didn't even show uh, with the Live Golf Tournament being out there. He didn't even show, uh, so they couldn't even bring him around. Uh, the people from Bounty, they you know, changed times and such. It was just, you know, you just kind of, sometimes you, you have things scheduled, and there's certain people you know that are coming, and then there's others you just kind of like, okay, they're fluid. You know, we had a whole group of people show up early, a day early. We're like, no, you're on the schedule tomorrow. Like, no, we got them here today. What do you want to do? (laughs) It's like, oh, my goodness. So uh, you just try to squeeze everybody in. You do the best you can. It's a controlled chaos thing. And then you kind of go on from there. But the last couple of days, uh, specifically Thursday, was just crazy, crazy busy. Stars running all over the place. The heavy hitters were there. And uh, the other thing that uh, we've learned now over the last couple of years specifically is As many radio stations as there are that cover this, the podcasters and television stations, the television stations that want to do their own style of podcasting, have kind of really become dominant in that room. Uh, There's still a ton of radio. And since we do both, um, we, you know, we get kind of the, the, the privilege of doing it all. We had Uh, our podcast side of things, our YouTube side of things was great. It was viewed. Uh, and then obviously we were putting together stuff for television and that went over really well. So again, thanks to everybody that, that watched the my 24 special, uh, on Saturday night from seven to nine. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's changed quite a bit. Speaking of golf. Um, we had the live tournament going on out in Vegas, which, uh, you know, for as far as the major networks go, it really doesn't receive a lot of coverage. The waste management open did. And that is, I don't know what they're going to do about that tournament because that's now out of hand, uh, for lack of a better term. Sneaky. The most interesting sports story of the weekend was what was going right. on in
1: Phoenix. That's wild. And I don't know what they're going to do.
0: It is. We, we were there last year. When Super Bowl was in town the same week, and it and there is a whole site and I can't remember the exact name of it. It's like drunk people at golf or WMO or I, something like that. But it's nothing but videos of drunk people like falling down. There was a guy that falls down the hill and and his face plants right into a porta john. I mean, bam! I saw that. Uh, you see people that are passed out on the hills. And finally the PGA stepped in and said, okay, enough, enough. This is, this is out of hand that this has become a drink and drown rather than a golf tournament. And so they suspended entry into the gates for people that even had tickets and they suspended beer sales to try to slow the party down. And it was, if I, on one hand, I look at it and I go, "Man, what a party!" You want to—it's ex- like the running of the bulls. You'd like to experience it once in your life. On the other hand, I'm like, "That's atrocious for a golf tournament," you know. I don't know what side I fall on. I'm all for having a good time, but for what when, what we witnessed yesterday, and over the weekend, and some of the things that have, if you can find it on social media is—it's it's ridiculous. I mean, you had guys and girls laying on the side of hills that have just pissed their pants and they're laying their past out people are drawn on their face there was one guy that was uh for lack of a better term standing above another guy without pants on we'll say you can only imagine the imagery uh that that came up on social media I, it just, it was crazy it, it was just it was bananas and last year when we were out in out in uh, arizona uh, now, the Waste Management Open is really towards Old Scottsdale. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona. And it, Old Scottsdale last year, uh, you could pretty much draw the typical. It was somebody who was wearing either a Titleist or Made or whatever, hat or visor, a polo shirt, and either shorts or pants, stumbling drunk, walking around town. They were everywhere. And obnoxious. I mean, and I don't knock everybody that has a good time. I mean, I'm not trying to do that. It was just the perception becoming reality in a lot of people's minds. It was they were obnoxious. It was bad. The Super Bowl was more subdued and more classy and more elegant than a PGA golf event. It was just it was like wow. And then this year, huh, ah man, it was really bad. So anyway, it was not uh, it, it was not great. And regardless, I know that Cheddar Ball says the ratings are going to dictate if anything gets cleaned up. No, regardless of whether or not it's got great ratings, the PGA is going to do something about it next year. I guarantee you they're going to do something about it next year.
1: Yeah, Grant. My, uh, my mom, when I was little, I was never a well-behaved kid. And they would always tell me, I should, I should make you sit down and watch a video of yourself and what you're doing right now. And I feel right. like the fans at Waste Management, like, they should have to sit down in front of a TV and watch a replay of what <laughs> they were doing. Because if they aren't, like, really mortified and embarrassed, then right. I-, I don't. A dude ran onto the 16th hole to do a snow angel in the sand trap while golf
0: was being played. Right. Like, come right. on. It's And here's the thing is that they don't have, I mean, their version of security is just old people wearing volunteer jackets. And holding up a sign that says "Quiet, please." I mean, that's it. I mean, it's there. There really isn't security, and as far as police and such go, and it, you know, it got heated between players and and fans. Uh, it yeah, it it just something's got to be done, or I could see if enough players complain that the PGA. I mean, for all intents and purposes, can you imagine the PGA saying, "We're not going to come here anymore." We're not going to do it because they're that way. They could just yank that tournament and take it somewhere else and open up that weekend. I know everybody loves going to Phoenix and being a part of that and seeing it, but it will, what, what happened this past weekend? uh, I would be shocked if they have that. They may not even allow that many fans in next year. They may put a cap on fans. They may put a cap on beer sales. Something like with wristbands or something, where you get one or two or three, but you can't get them all day, you know. So something's going to happen. Something different's going to happen, um, and kind of go from there. Because when you start talking about that, like fans running onto the course and the interaction, and and just for lack of a better term, I mean, it wasn't like the fans were shouting extreme profanities, but you just don't hear that a lot of the times at some of these PGA events and granted PGA golfers, a little bit thin skinned about the gentlemanliness. Uh, it seems like it's only proper to play golf in a certain way when it's proper for them. So there is some selfishness there as well, but, um, but yeah, it's uh that was, that was, that was a palm to forehead going, Oh my God, how ba- it's just gotten out of hand. So, I had we'll a, they...
1: I had two friends that went, and they said it sucked. It was way overcrowded. Like they didn't even go to right. get drunk. They just, you know, it's February and it's in Phoenix, and it makes a lot of sense right. if you're going to do a trip to do it this time of year. They said it yep. was crummy. I I think people from Wisconsin and like this area of the country, we don't need an excuse to get really drunk. Like if we want to get drunk, we can just go to a bar. That's right, kind of right. what we do. And I think in other places of the country, if you go to a concert or a sporting event, it's like their excuse to get really drunk. And I think they handle it poorly. We're in the Midwest. We don't need an excuse. We'll just do it whenever we want. So I think Midwesterners at big events like that typically, in my experience, are better behaved
0: than folks from other places in the country, typically. Mark says uh, the fans pay the bills, though. Um, Mark, no, they don't. I hate to tell you, but no, they don't. The sponsors pay the bills. The fans just put money back in the coffers, so it gives the sponsors and the golf course and such some extra rewards, so to speak but no they don't it is gone it, it has changed it used to be ticket sales for events drove the you know the 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 monetary wagon and not anymore it's sponsorship television dollars all that kind of stuff and getting your eyeballs on that you know um, product in vast majority rather than just the people that are there so as much as you are i mean you're right i mean it does pay the bills to a certain extent but no it's it's now it's television money so if Waste management or uh, as now it's called the wasted management open. If wasted management or say the PGA says, hey, we're not even going to do this anymore. We're going to change sponsors or whatever. Waste management would would say we're going to clean it up or we're going to move it. And the sponsorship dollars is what drives it. Same thing in the NFL. Same thing in the NBA. Same thing in Major League Baseball. You better believe it. Now, a small market team like Milwaukee, they rely upon the gate sales. But overall, you take a team like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Angels and even the Cubs to a certain extent and Houston. You know, you look at some of these big market teams. No, it's all about the sponsorship dollars in those areas, and the fans they just pay the bills to open the doors. That's it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh Kevin says there were not that many fans on Sunday. They were still hung over and throwing up. I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> wouldn't doubt that at all. But yeah, it was uh, it was kind of wicked. It was kind of wicked. This is from Jack Jacko Jacko, as he calls himself. Says, "Hey Bill, uh, what do you think of Great Guard's performance? Now I've been somebody calling for Great Guard's head for a long time, and now he's in the downward spiral and can't pull out of it. He has got to be gone. No, you wait and see what. When you lose, when you're winning and not expected to win." The way they were, and you get to climb to number six in the country. You kind of thought, boy, is this real or is this fiction? Because at the beginning of the season, we were hoping just to get to, say, third or fourth or fifth place in the Big Ten. And now they're falling back down to earth a little bit. Now you're saying he needs to be fired. No, you you won't do that. You want to see big one coming up. Don't get me wrong. But you want to see if he can pull the team as you put it out of the nosedive and just get them back on track. Ohio State's coming up. Get the win. Get back on track. And then start to effort towards March. You know, and and they're falling fast in the rankings. No doubt about that. I completely agree. But there are still expectations, and those expectations have to be met. And the expectation at the beginning of the season was third, fourth, or fifth in the Big Ten, get into the NCAA tournament, and probably get a couple of wins. Probably get a couple of wins. And that's it. And that's what the expectation was. So if you achieve that, yeah, you can certainly move the needle a little bit when you started off so fast and you were number six in the country. But you ask yourself, were they doing it then and getting a little bit lucky? Did the loss in Nebraska maybe open up kind of a game plan as to how to play them? Now they have to readjust. Or has the luck run out and now they are who they thought we, who we thought they were. And now they're back down, so to speak. So uh, I still think there's a lot of basketball left to be played. Um, but we... We, I, I, I'm, I'm not throwing great guard out with the bathwater because they go through a, a stretch that's pretty rough.
1: I don't know. They're in free so. fall and they look bad, and everything's falling yeah. down. And they're twentieth in the AP came out today. So that's yep. if that's your rock bottom of the season. Assuming they can bounce back, and I think they will. That's
0: a fine rock bottom to have. That yeah, that's not bad. Completely agree with that. If they if they lose to Ohio State and they continue the free fall though, then. Then you get it. Then there's a whole different circumstance there, 100%. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay right where you're at. What kind of a night is it tonight? It is a night I got some running around to do, and then I'm stopping down at Robert Specialty Meats. Tonight is uh, 47 degrees, supposedly, here, and I'm doing a little grilling tonight. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it easy, fire up the grill, uh, make something. I got a lot of work to do, a lot of paperwork to do tonight, so I'm going to sit down at the desk. Eat a little bit tonight. Enjoy my night. I don't even know what's on. Uh, we're gonna watch sports. That's for sure. Whatever happens to be on, I'm gonna flip through the channels and such. You got Bucks basketball, but I'm just looking forward to doing nothing. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, don't have to go anywhere. No going out tonight. No, no special parties or anything. So just tonight, just uh, going down to Paul Roberts and Roberts Specialty Meats, grabbing some, uh grabbing some meat. I don't even know what I'm gonna get. Don't even know yet. But I'm gonna grab something. And bring it home, grill it up, and I'm going to have a good night. That's Robert's Specialty Meats. Robert's Specialty Meats, waukesha.com Whether it's the Al Capone roasts or some of the sausages and the crafty sausages they make, or ribs on a stick, the chicken parmesan, uh, chicken skewers, so many different things right down there. Sunset Drive in Waukesha. That's Robert's com. Robert's Specialty Meats. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on 877-867-1670. Want to give us a shout? Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Feel free. I got Mike Clements coming up in the next hour. We'll talk with him out in Las Vegas. His Mike uh, uh, was there last night, up uh, close and personal, uh, covering the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58, won by the Kansas City Chiefs. As their dynasty legacy begins to grow and grow and grow. So, uh, we'll talk with Mike coming up here in just a little bit. By the way, if you are out and about, uh, say in the lacrosse area today, and you're just like, you know what? It's time to sit down and do some stick to the ribs stuff that is lunches, dinners, catering. That's Big Boar Barbecue. Big Boar Barbecue. Uh, go to Big in West Salem. Family owned, great stuff, whether it's ribs, pulled pork, dry rub, or the sauced up stuff, mac and cheese, the coleslaw. It's all just fantastic they got great stuff at big boar barbecue lunches dinners catering 608-612-0387 608-612-0387 or just simply go to big boar bbq big boar b-o-a-r big boar bbq.com that's big boar bbq.com right there in west salem great stuff tell them we sent you as well um let's see here uh, this is from uh, jacob jacob says uh, hey guys uh, do you think that Patrick Mahomes will exceed what uh, excuse me, Andy Reid? This is long and convoluted. Basically, you're asking me the question of, okay, here at the very end, uh, is he better than Tom Brady at this point in Tom Brady's career, or does it have to be Belichick and Brady along with Reid and Mahomes? Uh, okay. Um, look, first of all, it's really long. I can't read the whole thing. But will he? He's 28 years old. He's already done more at this point in his career than Tom Brady had. Do I think that he can? Do, sure, he can. Do I think that he will? It's so tough. It's so. T- Here's the thing. If Tiger Woods was on a path to eclipse Jack, no doubt about it. And then came that thank that that fateful Thanksgiving night. He was never the same after that. Never. So, can he? Yes. Will he? He's, You know, you're always one injury away from not playing again or not playing the same. You're a couple of key players away from not being the same. I mean, at some point, you figure Travis Kelsey's not going to be there anymore. And that, you know, we all saw when Tom Brady didn't have Gronk or didn't have that key pass-catching tight end that the season did not end the way he had wanted it to. When you don't have your safety blanket, when you don't have that extra guy it changes things. So if you don't have Tariq Hill and you have the receiving core that you currently have and you don't have Travis Kelsey, it's not going to be nearly as easy to move the football and do it the way they've been doing it for some time. So can he? Yes. Will he? I'm not ready to go there. You know, do, how many does he need for you to say he's the, the greatest of all time? And I'm not going there either. Here's here's the thought when it comes to the greatest of all time, Tom Brady is the most decorated Super Bowl winning quarterback there is. He just he did it with different teams, he did it with different styles, he did it with different receivers, he did, he just did it. He went out and got it done. And there's something innate about those guys that just have the ability to rise to the occasion, right? Patrick Mahomes is going through that right now. At the end of that ball game, the last few drives, he was like, "Just give it to me. Just let me just let me do my thing and give it to me and we're going to get this done." And he took off and ran for a couple of first downs. He threw for a touchdown, the game-winning touchdown. He was able to throw it uh, to, to Kelsey. He was able to get the ball and move it around and be able to pick up first downs and, and keep the drives alive. And there's just something innate about a champion, uh, somebody that has it and has that ability. And some get it one time in their career. Some some All the stars, are, you have to have everything really aligned. You can't do it by yourself. Brady could never do it by himself. When you look at the defense, uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't win that game yesterday without Chris Jones. That defense rose to the occasion. So as much as you talk about Brady, Chris Jones could have been the MVP because in key situations, Jones dominated in the trenches. He's never going to get that recognition, but he did. So to answer your question, yes, he can, but will he? I'm not willing to go out in that branch and just say, oh, of course he's going to, because we all know the game of football. It is the ultimate team game and the likelihood of them winning three in a row going into next year. Uh, I'm not going to overwhelmingly doubt him, but historically speaking, it's incredibly tough to do. I don't like lining up careers like this guy looks
1: like this player two years through his career. Right. I just I, I don't think that's fair. Um, but Mahomes reminds me a lot of Brady in two ways. They're both very important. Number one, he understands what his team needs, right? There were lots Mm -hmm. of different Patriots teams where Brady played a different version of quarterback to help his team win. Whether he did less or more, he always understood the assignment. Mahomes does that, right? Basically on this run, he just didn't make any mistakes and let his defense help them win. Whereas earlier in his career, he was lighting it up. He also, like Brady... If he gets the ball late and he needs three, he gets three. If he needs six, he gets six. Those yeah. parts of his game really remind me of Brady, but that's all we need to talk about until we see the rest of his career.
0: Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I mean, great quarterbacks rise to the occasion. They do it on the consistency. Uh, early on in his career, Rodgers did it. Uh, it's just that the defense gave it up. He was on teams that lacked that, that second punch until – You know, really, they got it going. And then once they did, they were an incredibly, you know, good team and a winning machine. They just couldn't seal the deal in the postseason. It's very hard to do. Not many teams have been able to do it on a consistent basis. That's why what Kansas City is doing right now. And the fact that ever since he's been in the league, they've been in the AFC championship game is just that's almost remarkable within itself. Since he has come into the league, they have been in the afc championship game every year and does is it just me or does it seem like patrick mahomes has been in the league 10 years 12 years seems like he's been around forever he's only 28 years old he was 22 when he got here you know it's just like wow can you believe this what he's been able to accomplish it's crazy absolutely crazy 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's get uh let's get back out to the phone calls. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Arizona. Tim, how you doing? It very good,
3: Bill. Glad to have you back in Wisconsin, where you belong.
0: Thank you, sir. Um, What's yeah, going on?
3: Yeah, you did, did a great job. Uh, first thing, um, after watching the replay of the uh, Super Bowl, boy, I tell you, I got I had a bad feeling right at, in the first quarter when they fumbled that after that great drive. I said we're in trouble. And even though I'm a Packer fan, I was going for the 49ers. Second thing I noticed was it could have been like 17 to 3 at the half instead of 10 to 3. Then on the third play in the second, uh, third quarter, 49ers intercept the, the, the ball, but they got nothing out of it. Oh, there's another seven points that probably could have gone off the board. Then the mm-hmm. punt. Boy, they lost that one there. And I hope the Packers were watching this. Besides the other caller talking about kicking it out of the end zone, that missed extra points. Boy, I tell you, if that doesn't hit home, I don't know. So there's there's my little reflections on the Super Bowl. Uh, I got my crystal ball in front of here. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm really getting after that. Next six months are going to be hell until they report for camp in August. I got a good feeling for next year, but I'm looking at our opponents. We will have nine teams coming up to Lambeau, no out of out of uh, country stuff like we did two years ago. So mm-hmm. I say it's the big one. It's going to be San Francisco's coming in, and I'm figuring that's going to be an early one in September or early October at the latest. Uh, Houston comes in. They're another good team. Miami, too. But uh, other than that, um, I'm not going to make any predictions because it's way too early. I, I would like to see us get Patrick Queen if we don't get Winfield for the defense. And other than that, um, I just want to I, – I, after oh, the, inter- the um, interview you guys did with Jordan Love, Boy, is he so cool under fire. He is so laid mm-hmm. back. That's the guy that those, those that rest that team they want to play for. So other than that, uh, just keep on doing. I'm going to be listening to you every day. Come on, August. We can't come soon enough. I, I got that feeling. <laughs> we, 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 could, we could we could be there. We could be there. Bro. Right. So you and Grant have a good time. Did a great job. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670 you want to find us, please feel free. go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought you by the water doctors. I will say this. Let me get a quick testimonial for the water doctors. Uh, the Connecticut water softening system out in Arizona. they have hard water, uh, but it's not like Wisconsin hard water. It's hard water in general. And it was great. We, had, we our, the house we stayed in was magnificent. Everything was spectacular. but the one thing I notice about when I get out of my house, stay in hotels, stay someplace that has hard water, uh, it, it, it just doesn't feel the same. And without getting too explicit, uh, like on the back of my neck, I ended up getting like these, these pimples and I'm like, why am I getting these things? And it turns out when I, I, I was talking to John Atley from the water doctors, when I got back, uh, yesterday afternoon, because he asked where we were going to go watch a game and, uh, it's, it's hard water. It creates calcifications inside your pores, which then clogs your pores. And that's the reason you get a pimple. Uh, I came home yesterday, woke up, got a shower, gone. It's like within three hours, they were gone. It's just, that's what that's what soft water does for you. And that's the reason I love the Connecticut Water softening System, because it's the best out there. H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. That's H2Odoctors.com. I wouldn't go anywhere else. I, I have it in my home. I absolutely, positively love it. It's one of the things that I love returning home to. Uh, if you want to give John a call, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, and... They are very philanthropic. They give back to veterans in the community via Fisher House, Wisconsin, as well. So two great reasons. Not only do you, uh, you know, get clean, but also they do great philanthropic work in the community. And if you're outside of the area, that's okay. They'll hook you up with the people that are in your area. 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. Stay tuned. we got more of the bill. Right ready
2: The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Hi, I'm Mike Clemens from Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs beat the 49ers 25-22 to 22 in overtime to become only the second team in over 20 years to win back-to-back NFL championships. Patrick Mahomes named the game's most valuable player and what made the difference for Kansas City.
1: The attitude of the team, it, it, it's special and I'm proud of the guys, man. I mean, we battled through and through all the way through the playoffs into the Super Bowl and just like our whole season, it came down to the last play.
2: Tight end Travis Kelsey caught on video shoving and yelling at Coach Andy Reid before halftime when the team was struggling. You know, he bumps into me. I get after him, and we understand that. He loves to play the game. He wants to help his team win. It's not a selfish thing. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan on losing again to the Chiefs in a Super Bowl.
0: I mean, I heard the most for the players. Those are the guys, I mean, it's just, it's such a I can't tell you guys how long it takes to get here.
2: Um, Our guys, I heard for the most. The 49ers looked in control the first half of the game, but the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, came back to send the game into overtime. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey joined on the field by Taylor Swift on how Mahomes led them on a final touchdown drive.
0: He, he found ways to propel us, even with his legs, as you saw today. What he said, the last drive.
2: He said, "Let's go win this thing." The Chiefs' defense able to hold San Francisco to just a field goal in overtime. Safety Justin Reed. That's just team ball,
0: man. We we knew that we just needed to give our offense the best shot. We could just hold them. We could turn the ball over or hold them to a field goal. The way they finished the end of the game, we knew they'd go down and score. So
2: for the second time in four years, the 49ers season ends with a loss against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Tight end George Kittle.
0: You know, um, you train all season, go to OTAs, training camp. It's a long, long season. It's a long year. And to come up short of a goal of a dream, it's not fun.
2: That's 49ers tight end George Kittle from Super Bowl 58. I'm Mike Clark.
0: Really, really good. Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michaels Show. Hey, our friends at Buzzard Billy's, they, uh, out in lacrosse they start uh, Mardi Gras and such. Fat Tuesday tomorrow, and they've got all kinds of great specials. Specials off on po' boy sandwiches and such. Oh, go check out everything they have to offer. They are uh, full-fledged and full-bore into the uh, Mardi Gras spirit right now. So if you haven't uh, been to Buzzer Billy's in a while, now's a great time to go. And don't forget, upstairs, the Starlight Lounge, right inside that old 1860s brick hotel on Pearl Street and La Crosse. Beautiful place. Fun place. And it's kind of a 1950s-style cocktail lounge. I love it every time we go there. uh, I love heading to La Crosse and love kind of repping that area. But Buzzer Billy's downstairs, Starlight Lounge upstairs. Two great places to go and see and relax and eat and buy that. In uh, downtown lacrosse. Good, good stuff. Great report from Mike Clemens, who uh, was there on site last night at the uh, Super Bowl. We'll talk with Mike coming up in about uh, about 40 minutes, 30 minutes from now. So hang in there for that. We'll chat with him and uh, get his take on everything he witnessed and kind of wrapping things up, putting a bow on all of this uh, from uh, from Super Bowl. So we'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit. 877 uh, 867 if you want to hit us up, you can do so. That's the phone number to give us a call. Justin writes, uh, hey, guys, what do you think about Andy Reid and the shoving incident on the sideline by Justin, he's got by Justin Kelsey, it's Travis Kelsey, by Justin Kelsey, as he says, maybe you're thinking of Jason, but no, it's Travis. He said, I thought it was out of line. You never shove your head coach. It, It was, I thought it was bad for many reasons. One, you never shove your head coach. Okay, it's not like Andy Reid is the most stable guy. Okay, I get that emotions can take you over. I get it's the Super Bowl. There is no tomorrow. You want the ball. Understand it. Completely understand it. There is a competitive side. Andy took it in stride. You know, maybe it was just the way Travis kind of grabbed him or shoved him or bumped into him. That kind of knocked him over a little bit. But like I said, Andy doesn't move real well. It's not like that guy's running it. Uh, a marathon anytime soon, you know, he, he doesn't even hardly walk well. So I thought it was a little out of line. And this was brought up to me too, that the reason he shoved Reed is because he's feeling like he can of the stardom and all the notoriety and such that he's now getting. Um, Travis Kelsey was already a surefire hall of famer. On his way to Canton, he was already a recognizable one of, considered one of the best tight ends in the league now. So he already had notoriety. But now what he's getting is a whole other strata of notoriety because of who he's dating. And it was kind of brought to me like, this guy's feeling his oats a little bit too much. Like he's just too much on top of the world. And maybe he just felt like that was his place that he could go ahead and do something like that because of who he is. And that becomes a a respect thing. You know, I know he's got a lot of respect for Andy Reid. Talked about it after the game, but it was out of line. Uh, I get being uh, upset. I know you want the ball. Great players always do. But you don't don't do that. You don't – because you're not – the only thing you're doing is, is showing up your coach and you don't do that. I'm sure at some point or another, that, that incident, whether it was, you know, last night after the game or something coming into the next season, whatever uh, I'm sure at some point that'll be, that'll be addressed. You can't just let it go and not say anything about it. That's just my guess. Um, Grant, am I out of line here? Or did you think that, the heat of the moment warranted that.
1: No, I don't think it warranted it. It it, it certainly helps that the Chiefs went on to win. And then right. know, Andy Reid got to say in the at the postgame presser, I think he said, Oh, it was a cheap shot. I wasn't looking. So they were able to to kind of pass it off as a joke. Um I thought Nansen Romo on the broadcast and like complaining about announcers, whatever. They're not my favorite, but I, I don't care that much they kind of moved past that pretty quickly. They're like, oh, look, at he shoved Andy. That was a huge thing that took place on the sideline, and they didn't really give it a lot of run on the broadcast, so that probably helped perceptions for Kelsey, too, that they just kind of moved past it.
0: Yeah, I I just, when I saw it, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he attacking Andy Reid? And, you know, then you watch it over and over again. They had it all over good morning football all over the four letter network all over fox this morning as i'm flipping through it was it was everywhere it was it was unavoidable and the reaction is is i hate to put it as swift but it, it, people just looked at it as you were wrong dude you you know the first thing you do, should do is has he always been that obnoxious like wwe yelling type stuff yeah I don't think so, but he's... I don't remember him being that obnoxious. He's just getting more attention now. Right. I, I don't remember him being that obnoxious. And, yeah, it's like now... That's what I'm saying. Now it just seems like he's got just more... more arrogance to his game. And there might be something to be said for him getting that because of... The notoriety that he is currently getting because of who he is dating. I, I mean, I don't want to go that deep into it, but bottom line is you can't do that. You know, they, you, and I just wonder what the conversations are going to be behind closed doors. That's you know, just my two cents worth. 877-867-1670, stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. You got more of the Bill Michael show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. one collision county line uh it has been somewhat uh thankfully for many of you a slow season when it comes to automobile accidents we haven't really had atrocious weather not a lot of ice and slipping and sliding and such but if by chance you do need their services one collision county line i in falls call them 262-251-1700 they're the ones that did my car and uh I, this didn't even happen in the in the winter time Got into a fender bender and they were right there. I mean, they were great with the insurance companies. They were great with your deductible. They were, uh, the work they did on my car, I mean, that's ultimately what it's all about, is second to none. It was amazing, amazing what they did on my vehicle. And I can't say uh, you know uh, enough praises. I can't sing enough praises for one collision county in how Menominee Falls. Call them 262 251 1700. If by chance you need any body work, paint job, whatever, getting ready uh, for, you know, kind of the uh, springtime after maybe a rough rough winter, maybe a little nick or scratch or dent or ding there, they can take care of it. One collision county line, Menominee Falls, 262-251-1700, 262-251-1700. That's the number to get a hold of them. Uh, Cheryl says the Travis Kelsey shoving Reed situation came across to me that Kelsey has some anger issues if I was his family or girlfriend. I would have been embarrassed, disappointed, and concerned. You just don't do that. Uh, Alex said he's always been that obnoxious. From what I saw, he was mad at Reed because he wasn't on the field, and the tight end missed the block, which caused the Pacheco fumble. Um, which, okay, that, that I understand. Uh, Chuck says he does it because he can do it. Uh, which, uh, again, it goes back to the sense of entitlement, and when you start to climb that popularity ladder, how certain people handle it. I thought the, um. I, I look, his brother Jason's a wild man too. Look at what Jason did and the way he came dressed to their celebration when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's just as outrageous drinking shots out of bowling balls with, with uh, Buffalo Bills fans and then climbing out of the window shirtless. And they're both kind of crazy. You know, I can only imagine what it was like. It's probably like kind of the Watt brothers growing up in the same household, you know, a lot of a lot of machismo and testosterone flowing around <laughs> that that uh, that house. So maybe just bred it over time. But I just don't remember him being that obnoxious. Hell of a player. I'm not taking anything away from his play on the field. That not not at all. And I did think it was cool that I was listening to the postgame show with Kevin Harlan on the NFL network last night. Um, the, when he did an interview with I can't remember who it was was interviewing him on the field on the radio broadcast side of things on Westwood One, and he said, "Well, she supported me. Now I'm going to go support her. I'm going on a rock concert tour, meaning that he was going to head out on tour with her after Wednesday." Um, I you know I like the fact that there's supportiveness in both sides, but it just it just seems like I know people say it's fake. It's not fake. I get it, but it seems like. Will that last? There's two unbelievably strong personalities. And maybe it bodes well as far as power couples go. But that's that's got to be, there's two people with strong opinions. That's got to be tough. Got to be real tough. I don't know. I'm just, you know, kind of waxing out loud, so to speak. 877-867-1670. Coming up in just a little bit, Mike Clements going to be joining us. We'll talk with Mike about what he witnessed. Uh, and maybe he talked to Travis Kelsey after the game. Who knows? Who knows? This is from Barb. Barb says, uh, hey, Bill, great show. Great week of radio broadcasts out in Vegas last week. I can't wait already for next year's Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Packers getting there. Can they do it? And that's from Barb. Barb listening to us in Oostberg. Oostberg. Barb, can they? Yeah. Will they? I don't know. Um, It seems like maybe they're on the cusp of something. I don't know for sure. But it certainly seems like they've got a lot of their pieces in place. I think it's going to come down to this. Uh, maybe one or two more pieces to add offensively, and then you got to get your defense right, your depth and your defense because your depth equals your special teams. And yes, it was a record yesterday. Zero, zero was the return yardage in yesterday in kickoff return yardage in yesterday's game. It was a Super Bowl record. Every kick was a touchback, and every time I saw it, I'm thinking Packers can't do that. I, whether they do it by design or not, Packers can't do that. So every drive via kickoff started at the 25-yard line. But can the Packers get there? I think they need to bolster their safety position. They've got to find – probably going to have to find another linebacker. you got to hope that Rashawn Gary bounces back and that he's feeling good. And, I, you know, this year you kind of give him a pass. He's coming back from a really tough knee injury. On the short, too. So, and you want to see Lucas Van S progress in his second season. Devontae Wyatt, who really came on towards the end of the season, get him better, that rotation up front. But, and then, you know, obviously what Halfley calls, what they do defensively there. But can they get there? Sure they can. They had the 49ers beat. They just, they didn't take advantage. Of opportunities that were right there, they didn't take advantage of it. And that's something that, you know, go all the way back to 2014 when the Packers, they had Seattle beat. And that is, I I say it all the time, that is going to be something that burns in our gut until the Packers get back to a Super Bowl. They had it in 2014, pissed it away. They had it against Tom Brady and company, pissed it away. They had it against the San Francisco 49ers this past year, pissed it away, every one of those. It's going to just stick with you until they finally get back there. And then all the rest of that's going to be forgotten. But the Packers had a legitimate shot at getting to. Now, I'm not saying the Packers would have beaten Detroit in Detroit, but certainly the Packers had three legitimate opportunities to get to a Super Bowl. And they let them all go by. Another thing, Bill, real quick, and and maybe this will come up
1: in the last hour. I kind of went into this postseason thinking Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, those are the teams with the best chances. And maybe a team from the NFC has a shot, right? Maybe, probably the Niners, but that's about it. After watching what happened on both sides of the bracket and looking at the postseason, I think there were a couple NFC teams, the Packers, the Lions. They were a lot better than I thought. Like, I think the Lions were a lot closer, the Packers a lot closer to a Super Bowl than we thought because the Ravens weren't even close. The Bills weren't even close. The NFC was better than we thought starting the
0: postseason. Nope, I completely agree. 100%. One hundred percent. This, the, I, you, and again, you talk to guys when we were out at Super Bowl, and it sticks with you. You know, Jordan Love said it's the fire that burns now, and now you got to get there. You got to get there again. You got to be better. You got to, got to, got to, you know, exceed that. And maybe that fire goes out. But I one hundred percent agree. Coming up here in the next hour, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us uh, live in Las Vegas, and Mike. Coming off of his run at Allegiant Stadium last night as the Super Bowl culminated. Kansas City Chiefs get a win. Mike was down in both locker rooms last night. He'll give us the feel of the field, so to speak. And we'll talk with Mike coming up here in just a few. So stick around for that. We still have another hour yet to go. But great, great stuff. Great, great stuff. 877-867-1670. A couple of mock drafts are already out now. So we'll get into that a little bit uh, you know, throughout the rest of the week. You know, but uh, there's, some, there's some talent out there, no doubt. You've got the rumors floating around in New York that the Packers are going to give up a first, a second, a third, and David Bakhtiari for the 10th overall pick in this year's draft. I don't think so, but I think it would be kind of crazy. But, hey, if they did it, if they did it, I would be excited because that would tell you that they feel like the window is wide open right now. I'll be excited about that. So stick around. We've got another hour of the Bill Michaels Show yet to go. Don't go anywhere. More coming up right after this.